Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. The Pirates were the better team today, and they win it 27-22. And your biggest heartbreak. Chris Johnson bounces off a one. He's still up. Johnson to the outside has a chance. Foot race. Goodbye. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. College football is here. That is Brad Nessler voicing our intro. You're trying to make me cry. Or maybe just uh, actually me stealing the intro from the college football <laughs> game in 2011. But it doesn't matter. We have launched Team Week officially. We are going to explore every college football program in the Carolinas. Nine weeks out from kickoff between North Carolina and South Carolina to get the stage set and bring us officially some college football action. And so we're going to start with ECU this week. What we're going to do... Every Monday for each program, we're going to take a look at the recent history, maybe look at the transition into this season, what they've done the last five years, what they did last year, get everybody set for the upcoming pirate season. And then also Mondays, after we move on from the recent history, we'll take a look ahead at the offense, defense on Wednesdays, have a guest for you on Thursday, probably two guests a week, but at least one. And then Friday, we'll give you the predictions and the season outlook where everybody can get involved as well. You can right now if you want to, 704-570-9610. Real quickly, KC Steve wrote in. He said, as an ECU alum, I can't allow Wes to get away with starting our R with a Y. But (laughs) this comes in because Fiddy just typed in a pirate sound effect on YouTube, and, well, this is what he came up with on the uh, pirate R sound. Yar! Yeah, with the Y. I don't know why the Y is there, but we're rolling with it, and so that's what's going on. Uh, Wes, when you look at what this team accomplished last year, how hard is it going to be able to carry some of this stuff over, and what were some of your notes after watching what Mike Houston was able to do, his fourth season, Mm -hmm. best record with the team, and also, of course, the ending of what is a great ECU quarterback career from Holden Aylers. Well, it's going to be tough for them this season, but their preseason predicted to finish sixth uh, in the American behind a Tulane, UTSA, SMU, Memphis, and FAU. But this is a team last season that was sixth in scoring at 32 points a game. They were third in yards per game offensively, sixth in scoring defense, and seventh uh, in yards allowed per game. But they're losing Holton. How do you pronounce? Aylers. 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 Yeah. Holden Aylers, Keaton Mitchell, Isaiah Winstead, C.J. Johnson. So they're missing some key guys on offense. They've only got one starter coming back on the offensive line. That's never a good thing. And so Mason Garcia is going to step in. This kid's 6'5", 242 pounds. Can I interest you in that? Now that's big. I, I, even me. Even me, I can <laughs> that's understand a big that's old big. quarterback. Four-star prospect coming out of high school. 14th best quarterback nationally and fifth best in the state of South Carolina. So this defense, though, like I said, you look at it, they're going to lose a lot of guys there, especially in the secondary. Had some transfers coming in. But the defensive line, they had one of the top run defenses in Conference USA, but that was a little bit skewed. That's why I don't necessarily go by run and pass uh, defense ratings when you talk about yards because people were able to throw on the Pirates to the tune of them being dead last in in, uh, the American Conference, excuse me, 
in pass defense. And so when you talk about them having six starters returning on that side of the ball, it's going to be tough for them uh, this season with all that they have to replace. When you're talking about Ehlers, a guy that was just prolific offensively and what he was able to do, it's always going to be an uphill climb. Uh, Over 14, through for almost 14,000 yards, 97 touchdowns, and ran for almost 1,525 touchdowns. Man, that's not easy production to replace. Well, and where I want to start is – yeah, the tra- the transition is going to be the toughest for Mike Houston this year than it has since really he took the job, right? Because you had Holton Aylers there. He had a great season this past year. Just looking at the growth from him, too, threw for 3,700 total yards in 13 games played. That's 400 more than he threw for in 2019, the second most amount of yards that he threw for in his ECU career. 28 touchdown passes to only five interceptions. That was a mark that was way different than his 18 touchdown passes in 2021 and 10 interceptions in 2021. You see what Mike Houston is doing? First year with ECU, goes 4-8 and eight in 2019. Only plays nine games in 2020. Remember, COVID-shortened season. Goes 3-6. and six. So I want to stop it there because you look at the first two years for Mike Houston, and let's compare it to a school that we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks with Charlotte. Charlotte wanted to go after Mike Houston first. There was an offer on the table, and Houston had no problem talking about behind-closed-doors business that was being conducted by one Mike Hill, the athletic director in Charlotte. Well, the second year for Will Healy, who Mike Hill has to pivot to, Charlotte goes bowling. And it's their first ever season getting to a bowl game, or at least not the second season, but we'd already seen that with Will Healy having been successful pretty quickly. So at that point, it looked like Charlotte was on the right trajectory where ECU was a pressure-filled season for Mike Houston in 2021. You know, we always do the wait three years, then we'll see what happens. Well, he had gone four and eight and three and six in two years. But Mike Houston answers the bell. He goes seven and five in 12 games in 2021. Last year, post the best record under uh, his tutelage there. Eight and five, and they win the Birmingham Bowl. And as we mentioned, great play from the quarterback. They're on the right path. Now, this is where it gets interesting, though, because at the end of some of the guys that you're able to recruit, you have in your system for so long, you have a great starting QB. Now it's like, okay, how much reload confirmation, how much reload benefit of the doubt are we going to give to Mike Houston? Because this is going to be the first time that we've really seen them undergo this amount of change. So we know about it with some of the top programs in the country. Clemson, they get reload bias, right? They've done it before. Georgia, we had this question on a much bigger and much more macro level, but now Georgia gets that benefit of the doubt. Does ECU earn the benefit of the doubt this season? That's my biggest question mark. Um, I think you have to give them that because you look at this team and how much turnover there's going to be. You're losing your top running back, your quarterback. You're losing your top wide receivers. You're losing five guys on defense to a defense that wasn't all that great to begin with. And this team was able to do what they did, especially down the stretch, because they didn't turn the football over. Over their last seven games, they had zero turnovers, not a one. And they led the nation in the fewest giveaways, and they closed the season 5-2. and two. So you're talking about a new quarterback in Mason Garcia that's going to come in, and this is the kid that's a career 50% passer. You watch him play, and 
he's a good athlete. There's no doubt about it. He's only got 179 yards and only thrown 38 career passes. And this is a guy, he's a good athlete. He can run. There's no doubt about it. And I think they're going to formulate that offense around that. More ball control to give him less chances to give the ball to the other team. Because when you watch some of the highlights, especially when he was able to play in his one start against Navy in 2020. Now, of course, he may have gotten a little bit better, but we haven't seen a ton of it because he only threw seven passes in 2022. But when you watch him play at his core and just looking at his mechanics, he's got the wind-up throw like a la Tim Tebow where it's got kind of the windmill motion to it. So this is a guy that you would think is going to need uh, a lot of work as a passer and a lot of reps. So uh, turning over the football was their calling card last year when they had success that helped them have that best season under him. So you would expect more turnovers are going to come with so many new offensive parts and a defense that's not that great to begin with that's taken a lot of losses. Their top cornerback last season, Malik Fleming, he left and went to Houston. So this is a team that's going to be a work in progress. So to answer your question, yes, I think he's going to deserve a little bit of grace this season with how much there is to replace. Well, and so this is – that's interesting you mentioned that. You think that there is some kind of excuse, depending on how it goes, right? But you think there is a little bit of an excuse baked in here if what? What what, what kind of excuse would be relevant here, right? Like, should they still be go, uh, going bowling at the end of the season? And if they don't, is it considered still a down year? Because I think if you go 7-5 and five and 8-5, and five, yeah, this is the problem that you create yourself for yourself. It's a good problem. Mm-hmm. Now it's time, once you establish yourself as a bowl program, Keep getting there. Like, this is what it is. You have to build this thing from the ground up. I understand it might be tough to transition from a good QB to another, but they at least should be going seven wins this year, right? That's not too much to ask. Yeah, I don't think that's too much to ask. As I said, they were were picked to finish sixth in this conference. And you look at some of the teams in front of them, the the SMUs, the the Tulanes, and the Houstons, the Memphises of the world, and some of those. So they're going to battle with some of those teams uh, who will have a lot to replace uh, as well in different areas. But I do think this is a team capable of making it to a bowl for sure. But just saying that the fact that there's going to be a lot harder path to get there because you've got so many new pieces. And again, you had so much success when you didn't turn uh, the ball over because this is an offense that they were good last year, but 32 points a game. Yeah, that's, that's rock solid, but that's still not a team. That's just a juggernaut. That's going to come out and just be a walking 40 when they get off of the bus. And so when you don't have that, you're definitely going to have to pride yourself on taking care of football, not putting your defense in bad situations. Because again, with a new quarterback that looks like he's not going to be uh, the most prolific passer in the world, at least to start, that's going to be something that's going to be paramount. Now we've seen um, Mike Houston, by the way, have some success with running quarterbacks. We saw the kind of offense they ran with Lenore Ryan, Division Two. Hickory, Crib, got to see them go to the D2 championship game when he was there. That was a decade ago. Did you get a t-shirt? I did not, but <laughs> I should. I should get my CBI championship shirt for the Charlotte basketball team and my Lenore Ryan yeah, championship appearance in Division Two a decade ago. But we've seen it at the Citadel, James Madison. It doesn't matter. And now here, where, here's uh, where you are with Mike Houston at ECU. Glenn wrote in on the text line, Walker, my son's a pirate. Garcia has a rocket launcher. He's been chomping at the bit and getting his grades up. All right. Love Mike Houston. Let's go. R. That's from Glenn. Uh, Fiddy, if you don't mind this week, anytime there's a hint of R, if you don't mind playing the soundbite from YouTube. 
Yar. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want it every time, by the way. I want this to be annoying by the time people are ready to move on from ECU. Hmm. 508 said Charlotte will beat ECU this year. Hashtag run the dang ball. 980 said it's going to be hard for ECU to gain yards. <laughs> ah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. I love when Wes actually likes it yeah, naturally naturally likes it and then has a, a natural laugh uh niner b he wrote in do you guys honestly think if you were broadcasting from greenville or boone niners would be the first or second team discussed all caps pitiful biff is a prophet apparently niner b all right look niner b, all right the reason we decided to go with this route is because we wanted to make sure that we covered the charlotte 49ers football team as well as possible are you going to want to hear about your football program nine weeks out on team week? Or are you going to want to hear about it seven weeks out from team week? I'm going to go with seven weeks. And if you want to blame the entire show, you can blame me. I'm a Niner alum. I thought that might be a little bit of a better thing to go with. Cause next week we're going to go with app state and then we're going to go with Charlotte. And then we're going to take care of the power five schools. So you're going to be mad at week seven. Oh, why aren't they the team discussed right before? Well, because North Carolina and South Carolina are going to kick us off. This is the order. You have to live with it. Hit me with a pirate sound, Fiddy, one more time. Yar! Thank you. Uh, all right, let's move on. We can still we can still have this extrapolate a little bit more into the next segment. We can discuss more AC football based on people writing in some text messages. We still have some more NBA conversation to get to as well. Who knows? Miscellaneous stuff, baby. It's Wes and Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.